Welcome to a dialogue on accountability in the digital age. A dialogue with representatives of a global multi-stakeholder community. And I'm your host, Fritz Bussemaker, and today I'm having a dialogue with Sharon lamac Fencer. Sharon, welcome to the program. Thank you so much for inviting me. It's lovely to be here. And Sharon, let me briefly introduce you uh, to the audience. Uh, you are a lecturer at Lancaster University, but that's actually where you are at the moment, I see. Yes, I am. Uh, a background in the social legal investigation, which is curious by itself, but that's not the, really the reason uh, we're going to talk, because you are also uh, the host of a podcast, Space No Rocket Required, uh, and people would call you the space lady, because we're going to explore in this uh, talk um, the role of space and all that technology in space. We are indeed. <laughs> Great. Now, I first want to ask you, before we go into all the details, uh, how did you get into this domain, first of all? Just out of curiosity, what's, what, what's your role to where you are right now? So my interest in space, I've always been interested in space since I was little, but um, how I've got into the space domain currently is because I've got a 14-year-old son who is a space fanatic. Um, and when he was eight, I was traveling around the world, taking him to space um, camps during the summertime. And he came out of a, a NASA camp in Huntsville, Alabama, um, when he was eight. And he was so excited about what was happening in space. And... Um, I had not a clue. I had very little um, knowledge about what he was talking about. And um, being a mum, you just want to be able to get onto that wavelength with your child. And so I decided that, you know, I really should explore his passion and learn with him. Um, and it was at that point that I kind of got back into the passion that I had as a little one, because my mum reminded me that actually I used to look up at the stars and I loved the sky and all things about space. So, yeah, it was because my son kind of, his enthusiasm um, encouraged me to, to look at the space sector. And actually, when you look at the space sector, there's so many amazing opportunities there um, to get involved in terms of um, entrepreneurship. So for me, there was lots of potential and actually space impacts on every part of our day-to-day -day life. So um, as teaching entrepreneurship um, in university, I saw an amazing opportunity where I could teach entrepreneurship through the lens of space and help equip my students with future skills and look at new markets. So from my, my child's enthusiasm to now bringing it and influencing my teaching and research. Oh, that sounds like uh, quite an intrinsic, intrinsic motivation uh, to, to have a look at space, uh, I guess. Uh, yeah. So now, you are a guest for the podcast around uh, accountability in a digital age. So immediately di uh, deep diving into that particular topic, uh, could you take us through why we should look at space when we think about uh, digital and accountability? Definitely. Would you mind if I went a step back, just one step back okay. and then brought you? Is that okay? Yeah, sure. Yeah. So uh, way back in 2004, I had a crazy idea to set up an online TV company. Um, and I, at the time, was looking at the potential for streaming 
Um, what we're doing right now, I was looking at that way back in 2004 and people thought I was crazy, I was bonkers. The iPhone wasn't on the market and people were thought I was crazy that I was saying that content would be eight minutes long and you could be able to watch content on a phone or a laptop. So at that point, I did eventually, after 12 months of um, persistent behaviour, I finally got investment and I started to look at this area of streaming. And the reason that I'm saying this and sharing this in this podcast where we're looking at space is that we tried to regulate the internet way back in 2004. We were looking at how do we encourage safe and responsible behaviours of the internet when we don't really know what the threats are going to be. Yeah. How do we try and encourage responsible behaviours when we can see that there's going to be exponential growth? For me, the reason that I'm sharing that is that I think we're at the same, we're on the cusp of the same moment um, in space and how we use space-based assets um, moving forward. So I think there's a parallel where we can learn, okay. you know, we can, we can look in real time and contemporary real time about how we have used the internet and how we've used technology over the last 15 years and some of the challenges we've faced and actually actively try and think about not replicating the bad behaviours. Um, so, so that's kind of where I'm coming from in terms of regulation and about encouraging responsible behaviours. Okay, although when, um, I, I see the parallels of the lack of geographic boundaries, both when you look at the internet and if you look at space. Yes. It's also the key difference is that at the moment, about half of the global population is on the internet, but only a couple of hundred people have been up in space. <laughs> of course, <laughs> yes, but we do use space-based assets for our day-to-day -day life. Yeah. yeah, and actually, uh, one of the key ambitions is for for you're quite right because not all people have got access to the internet yet. Yeah, so we're taking that in a very privileged perspective by assuming that you know that everyone's got access to the internet and technology. And we know that that's not true, and one of the key things is that space is hopefully hopefully the the space based technology that we develop will open up. Um, internet interconnectivity for the whole world yeah. um, and that's where space comes into um, moving forward so hopefully that removes the um, inequalities I'm not suggesting in a purist world that you know it's going to be that simple but I think the theme is is that we bring the whole world on board um, online and you may have some thoughts on that but um, I think it should be a choice that everyone's got access to the internet and technology Okay, so you know, there's a, a very obvious link. Uh, I'm just thinking of Elon Musk's uh, Starlink, that, uh, and now the, the, the capacity of the latest uh, iPhone, which, I mean, if you're in danger, you can actually call a, a satellite. Uh, so I do yeah. see that direct uh, link. Um, so, so there's an interesting thing, sorry to interject. So there's an interesting thing with Elon Musk, if you don't mind. Yeah. So um, Tonga um, gets its interconnectivity on the seafloor. So it's um, the cables through through the ocean. Now, the, there was a tsunami which actually, which actually impacted on Tonga's um, ability to get um, connectivity. And Elon Musk's Starlink team went out to Fiji and they actually um, put up a Starlink um, ground station to then reconnect um, Tonga. So 
Now, there's challenges with that, obviously, um, because if we've got one dominant player, who's a commercial actor, um, taking over roles of government and um, connectivity, it's all fine and well and good when relations are great, but then what happens when you are relying on that one actor? Um, so, yeah, there's challenges there, but yeah. <laughs> yes. Now, uh, you're, you're implying indeed uh, concerns which uh, I think the audience uh, will understand. Um, at the moment, uh, we're talking about uh, you could say the cross section of space and internet. Um, what's your take on um, everything we put into space and to what extent, I mean, it, but I'll say it, it's all digital technology out there. Uh, what we put into space out there, uh, do you think we're giving it enough consideration if it's if it's safe up there? And I'm not just literally asking, okay, if it's falling down, but um, what it's used for? Uh, is there any governance uh, put in play? And I think that that's we're at the cusp of the moment. I think we're at a watershed moment, actually. A bit like where we were in 2005, six, when we were thinking, when I was thinking away back then. I think we're at a watershed moment in terms of thinking about our data and security. Um, so the UK government, if I take it from a UK perspective, just to put, give a context, and it's the same around the world, but um, the UK government have got an ambition to grow the, the commercial space sector significantly over the next five to ten years they see huge opportunity but the challenge is is that cyber security and security feels like an afterthought so yeah. it's about getting these businesses to grow and develop and um, to grow and, and harness the potential and opportunities because it's i think it's um 300 a trillion dollar um industry by by 2040 that, that's what we're anticipating that the space economy could be globally. So governments are looking and countries and nations are wanting to get involved in that. And I understand that. But if we don't think about security principles and we don't think about um, responsible behaviours at the outset, then I think we're, we're, we're just going to create more problems further down the line. So what I do in my teaching is I teach the space entrepreneurship and I encourage the students to think about sustainable development goals. Um, and I ask them to think about being responsible leaders and how they're going to use the, the technology responsibly. Um, and underpinning that is the secure by design principles. So when you're setting up a business or you're using technology and you're innovating, so we're, we're developing this new tech, I would like entrepreneurs to be responsible and think about cybersecurity challenges um, from the very outset. Uh, the space sector um, currently doesn't do that. So the, the space sector currently thinks that that's cybersecurity domain. And if something happens and goes wrong, they can contact the cyber experts who come in and resolve the cybersecurity challenges. The problem is, is that that's usually when something's happened and it's far too late. So I think what we need to do is we need to have the cybersecurity um, and security and responsible behaviours embedded in the ecosystem as we grow it, rather than as we are with internet now um, and social media thinking about regulating 
after it's grown to such a big extent. Does that make sense? Well, it makes absolutely sense to me, uh, although I'm biased <laughs> from, you could say, from an, uh, our institute's perspective when we seek accountability, uh, which then also um, triggers for me the question, um, do, does your audience appreciate you point them to this responsibility or this awareness, or is it not actually it's in the way of what we're trying to do? I think it, I think there's that, that you're right there's a conflict we're in that conflict zone aren't we because we're trying to as globally we're trying to push innovation technology is moving faster than it's ever moved before and we're just wanting to be on that cusp of the wave uh, and I know myself as an entrepreneur you don't want to be um, held back you yeah. don't you want to go forward don't you I mean you've got that innovation you want to ride that innovation wave so I get that um, and even governments have been really slow to, to think about cybersecurity. Um, the UK is putting forward a sustainable um, agreement, a, a, a global, they're putting forward a proposal for a global sustainable agreement for space. And I was delighted to see that in the framework, in the draft framework, they've got cybersecurity and responsible technology behaviours embedded in that. So it's hot off the press. Um, and it's been um, endorsed by King Charles um, and leaders across the world are looking at it. So I'm glad that governments and um, leaders are beginning to open up and, and, and see that they have to do both things simultaneously. But, okay, so this is, uh, uh, what's actually the status of this? Is it a guideline, a law, or what's... Uh... So it's, it's just guidance, it's a, an agreement in principle for, for people to sign up to if they wish. Um, so it's about underpinning principles of behaviours, responsible behaviours. Um, and obviously we understand that King Charles has got a real passion for sustainability. But within that, he's act, um, the, the group that have pulled it together have put cyber security and responsible technology behaviours, which is wonderful to see. Okay. So, I mean, this is a guideline for people in the UK set up by the UK government, endorsed by King Charles, on technology, which at the end of the day is going to leave the UK. It's for space. So it's for specifically yeah. a space exactly. framework. Yes, yes. So, but so how do you um, deal with all those other... Uh, so uh, is there any thinking how... Um, you can get other countries behind this. And how do other countries uh, solve this? So Chris Hadfield's been involved in it as well. So it's an international agreement. So there's been other international partners involved in this draft that's, that's coming out um, from King Charles. Um, so and it's very much about collaboration because you and I both know and your audience know that you can have the best cyber security or best um, security behaviours in one nation, but you're quite correct. We're interconnected. What we need is everyone to, to adopt responsible behaviours. The challenge there is, what are those behaviours? How do they like, how do we all understand them the same? And that's a challenge because we don't do it. Yeah, because also one of the, I would say, the, the drawbacks when it's, uh, I would say, it, ha it has a guidance status. If you see somebody misbehave, uh, what's your, uh, power then to, I'd say, steer them in the right direction. Let's put it that way. 
And that, yeah, exactly. And that's the challenge that we're facing at the moment with social media, isn't it? I'm sorry I keep on making the parallels with space and social media, but I think it helps make it real for the audience, or I hope it does. Um, but you're right. How do we enforce um, misbehaviour? And actually, our understanding of misbehaviour in the UK may be different from a different nation, yeah? So, so how do we get that collective agreement where we can work and grow and uh, realise our ambitions um, in peace? Okay. Um, I think the, the great point what, I, what you're making is that uh, as an industry looking at the IT industry and look, let's get everybody involved to think about how can we deal with accountability and make sure that we, we govern the technology in a responsible manner. It's actually interesting to realize that like we have an, a, a parallel example developing on more or less at the same time as uh, in another industry. Hey, let's team up, see how you're doing it, because there's so much overlap in, uh, let's say, issues we need to solve. Uh, yeah. So it, it is a matter of realizing, just say, maybe getting, your, I'll say, not camps, but getting two groups together and say, look, how are you doing it? How am I? How are we doing it? What can we learn from each other? And bear in mind, uh, I was also wondering about that. Uh, to what extent um, are you going back in time 500 years ago when we had uh, Hugo Gro Grotius uh, develop the law for the high seas? To what yeah. extent is that something uh, the space industry takes on board? Well, it's actually touted as the, the key kind of agreement that if that could work, then surely we can come together and, and find a way to, to manage how we use the internet. Because again, how do we regulate that? That's something that's almost 20 years we've been wrestling with that. And, you know, we're still finding the challenges. And how do we deal with space? Um, and, and you're right, it's like these are three domains that we, we um, are, are challenging we all need access to them. Um, and if we can find a way that we can, as they have in the seas, you're right, the high seas, there's challenges with that, obviously, um, but there's gonna be challenges with everything. And um, we see a lot of the literature, a lot of research in terms of um, peaceful use in outer space um, and looking at the moon. So currently, um, the King, uh, King Charles and Chris Hadfield again, they have been working with a group of experts across the world, so an international group, and they've been looking at um, creating an Astra Carta. Do you know like the Magna Carta? Yeah, yeah. An Astra Carta for the moon, to protect the moon, um, so that, you know, everyone can um, enjoy that and it isn't depleted by this commercial, this race and commercialisation um, Sorry, I'm slightly going off the technology, but the point you're making is how do we regulate this um, if, if we need to, or how do we come to that common agreement? And yes, we've, we've got the experience of the high seas. We, may need, we need to now think about what's the future and how we will use that, because we've got so many complicated and different actors in the space sector now. Well, in this discussion, you reminded me also, maybe we should look at the people who signed up the agreement for the South Pole, because that's more or less the same situation. Exactly, yes. So, so you, we're not in unprecedented times, really, are we? We've got examples that we can pull from, and we've got examples that we can say, look, it can be done. We can work together. Um, we just need global commitment 
and we just need to work together, listen, yeah? We need to listen to each other and respect each other and find a way to work in harmony. And I know that that's, you know, not easy. Um, and certainly in the space sector, in this new emerging space sector that's growing, space diplomacy is a key thing. And again, they're looking at the technology um, within that. How do we use a different type of diplomacy? We're in a new era. How do we use um, diplomacy in our space sector that makes sure that we protect that for everyone to use? Okay. So there's a number of parallel things happening. So it could be that uh, the powers that be should uh, consider internet diplomacy. Yes, that would be wonderful, wouldn't it? <laughs> Okay. Uh, hey, so, I was just when you said uh, space diplomacy. So my um, my PhD um, was a social legal PhD, and my PhD looked at the law of contempt of court, okay. which um, is really interesting when we look, when we look at um, enforcement of breaches of um, laws in different jurisdictions online. So I looked at, I did some research on trial by social media and using contempt of court. And actually what we find is the laws are, are powerless in different jurisdictions. Because if I had a, a, a legal trial happening in the UK and there's reporting restrictions on it in the UK, and someone in America is talking about it, then we could we could try and um, raise a, a, a case against them in terms of a contempt of court. But the time, the money, and the effort to do that is significant. Yeah. So what we're finding, what we find, what I find in my research in terms of trial by social media was actually laws are really they're really difficult to enforce, they're, they're really problematic online. Um, and actually what we want to do is think about these problems, front end some of these yep. problems, rather than trying to get an outdated 1200-year-old law or whatever to, to try and solve a social problem in a contemporary technology world. Okay. Your research uh, and what you, how you described your research is actually a very nice segue to something I also wanted to introduce in our discussion. Uh, in the sense that uh, regulating space, le regulating the internet, uh, I would say those are 21st century issues uh, going at such a uh, rapid speed that the, 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 the analog uh, traditional way we've governed these systems with rules and regulations can't keep up with. So yeah. I was wondering, and you may have alluded to a possible solution. So could these 21st century issues be solved by 21st century solutions? And that if that's the case, what would they be in your mind? Maybe. Yeah, that's an interesting one. I'm afraid I don't have any answers. I, I don't have any answers, but it is something that um, I do think about it. And, um, you know, we're using AI as well. So thinking about AI coming in and trying to do some of the kind of, um, what you call it, the policing of the internet, these kind of things, they worry me. Um, but I can see that we're probably going to start to use AI more and more to actually scan the internet and look for, for problematic behavior um, and, that, and also in space. So um, I don't know how that is going to work out. Um, so I'm sorry, Fritz, I don't have any answers. And <laughs> You've already given us a couple of ideas. I think that I'll say the, the internet, the community, a couple of ideas to think about. 
the diplomacy, realizing we have a number of parallel systems we could look at and see, hey, what can we learn from that and see what we can copy and learn from each other. So uh, those for me are valuable things to consider and take on board again. Um, hey, one last question, uh, uh, Sharon. I'm just wondering, um, given our discussion, what's your advice? What's the, the, the low hanging fruit you feel this is we, uh, something we can do, uh, start to do today, tomorrow? Well, I think be kind to each other and, and listen more. Um, I think we're too quick to judge and jump to conclusions. Um, and the way that I'm, the way I would position that in terms of cybersecurity and space is that a lot of the space technology is dual use. Yeah, so we may put it up for for civil um, use, and it could be quite uh, quite quickly be weaponized. And the problem is, is that we. We've got so many actors and, and we've got so much going on in space that one wrong mishap could have a direct impact in the whole world. Um, and one hack of a satellite could be devastation for, for the world. And I think the problem with that is if we're in a geopolitical climate where we're not listening to each other and we're not working together, then we can um, have a false positive. So for me, technology moves really quickly and we're harnessing that and, and I love technology. Um, but I think we're losing the human aspect as well. And we need to get back to, to listening and getting round tables and working together in a collaborative way to preserve the, the world for my children and my grandchildren, your grandchildren. Yeah, we need to work together. Um, and we know that the diplomacy does work long term. So. That's my kind of take. <laughs> Sharon, very sound advice. And I fully second uh, your uh, call for, okay, let's listen to each other, let's collaborate. Um, I wanna thank you so much for sharing your thoughts on the role of space and how space is a parallel to the internet. Uh, lots to learn from each other. So I hope both communities will keep on uh, having this discussion. Thank you so much. Thank you for inviting me.